whatever you need or are wanting from your stepkids, you have to provide it for yourself first. Welcome to Step Struggles. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'll be discussing common issues we face in blended families. All too often, step parents feel alone while navigating the tough times. My goal is to shine a light on these topics and perhaps provide a fresh perspective to those who are needing one. Let's discuss this week's struggle. Happy Friday. I am so excited for today. I've got Mindy here to talk to about being a stepmom and she's um, got such an awesome Instagram and she's also a step family coach. So if you guys are ever looking for some extra assistance, she's a great resource for you. So hi, Mindy. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Oh, I'm really excited too. Why don't you, um, you tell everybody what you're all about and where they can find you and we'll start there. Sounds great. So, um, I'm a stepmom coach. I am certified through the life coach school and, um, I'm also the reason obviously I got into it is because I'm a stepmom. I've been a stepmom for over 13 years now. I have four step kids and we had two hours kids together and, it just really was something that I obviously from in my own personal experience that I felt passionate about because of my own struggles through my journey as a stepmom. So obviously you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at minikylecoaching.com. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording. We had a few technical issues here, but we've, we've made it through. I hope it lasts, but uh so why don't you tell me again how old all of your stepkids are and where you're at and and your bio kids too. Yeah, okay. So my stepkids, I have four of them and they are all adults now, which is wild even saying that, but they are they range all the way from well let's say 29 all the way down to 19. So a huge range. And then our two kids together are 11 and 12. They'll be 13 and 12, um, in just a few months. So we have a huge range, uh, of ages. Right. And on top of that, we not only have six kids all together, but we have three grandbabies now, um, with a fourth on the way. <laughs> Wild. And how's that? How's that transition? What's the the difference between being a stepmom and being a step grandma? Um, it's very different. And honestly, I tell everybody, um, my, my step grandkids, which I just call them my grandbabies, they yeah. call me Gigi, um, because I'm a young grandma and they, it's for gangster grandma. <laughs> and oh, so um, cute. I know. And so being a Gigi is, truly an incredible experience. It's very different than being a stepmom because these little grandbabies have no other perspective of who you are. There's no loyalty binds there. You are just their GG. And it is a really cool and unique um, opportunity as a stepmom to experience being a grandma per se um, to these kids that you otherwise probably wouldn't have had in your life. It's, it's really a, a fascinating experience and a really rewarding one, honestly. 
And what do you, so the relationship between you and your stepkids, has that changed a lot since they had babies? That's such a good question. Um, it has. So the three grandbabies that I have, they're three granddaughters. They all come from my oldest stepson. And I think him having children definitely uh, opened his eyes. Not only is he a father to a biological child, but he married someone who had two girls already. So he became a stepdad. And we've had many talks about it since um, him becoming a stepdad and his perspective has changed. I mean, he was always wonderful um, from the very beginning. I have really, really respectful stepkids. Um, not to say that they haven't had their struggles with me because we have definitely had um, our struggles, but all of my stepkids are really great humans. And um, my stepson, my oldest has always been really respectful, but I do think his perspective has changed a little since becoming a stepdad. He understands some of the struggles that come with being a step parent, some of the things you have to deal with that you don't have to deal with, with a bio child. And um, having him have that perspective now is just honestly made our relationship that much closer because he can understand some of the things maybe that I went through when I first became a stepmom. that he now has to, um, the hurdles he has to cross now as a stepdad. I remember when I, I have a stepdad and when I was going to meet my stepkids for the first time, I just remember that being such a weird feeling that he went through that, like realizing that he must've felt this at some time. And I remember pulling him aside and asking him like, what do I do? Were you scared? Like, <laughs> help me. And just being able to have that realization like it is it is wild and it does it is brought us closer to and then having my kids and then making him a grandpa also has changed things again right like because he's now yeah. their papa and they're everything to him and he is he's everything to them honestly they my kids their papa is just like the sun rises and sets on him and yeah, again, they don't have that. The, it, he didn't come into their life later, right? He's always been there from the time they were born. So it's, yeah, that it that is exciting for yeah. you. It's a neat role that you get to play that I think a lot of people don't talk about in this blended family dynamic. There's a lot of attention and focus put on the relationship with your stepkids, which is great and it's needed and we need to talk about that. But there are a lot of things down the road that... Mm -hmm you can look, look forward to in your life. Mm -hmm. And step grandbabies are one of them. They really mm -hmm. are a, a little bit of a hidden gem in your future. If your stepkids decide to have um, children, because the relationship is so unique. Um, and I don't think there are the same boundaries or struggles with a step grandchild that that you may see or experience with your own stepchildren. It's very unique in my experience, very different than the relationship with my stepkids. Um, it feels more organic. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so talking about struggles with your stepkids, what, what did, have you found to be the biggest struggle that you faced as a step mom? Hmm, the biggest struggle I mean, I've been doing this like 13 and a half years. So the, there are a lot of different phases that I have gone through as a stepmom. 
but I, I think some of, I will say two things for me, honestly, belonging was probably Mm -hmm. the biggest struggle for me. And it still continues to probably still be one of the things I have to address, not constantly, but it's like, I have to keep coming back to it and working through it. And I think that is common for so many stepmoms. Feeling this sense of belonging is so important for all of us. We want to know that we belong to this family. We want to know that um, our stepchildren love us, um, or at least that they accept us. And finding that belonging can be tricky um, at certain times in your journey. And I think that's probably where I've struggled the most is wanting to create a sense of belonging within this family so that it felt like we were all on the same page, that we all had each other's backs, and that they accepted me as somebody who was important to them in their life. I didn't, I needed to, I wanted to feel as though I was a parental figure. I didn't need to be seen as a mom, but I wanted to be seen as somebody that they respected and accepted. And that took time. That took a lot of time for me to process that. But one of the things that I realized on this journey was that, um, and this is what I, I teach all my stepmoms about, and it's one of the number one things that comes up early on in my coaching sessions is belonging. And belonging comes from within first. And mm-hmm. whatever you need or are wanting from your stepkids, you have to provide it for yourself first. And that's where we start. We start to uncover where are the insecurities? What are your beliefs about family? What are your beliefs about your relationships with your stepkids? Those are all the foundation for your belief system in your brain. And moving forward from there, that's how we figure out, okay, this is what your belief is about belonging, right? We kind of dismantle that. And then we create belonging for ourselves, which ultimately means that you show up differently in your relationships with your stepkids. When you feel Mm -hmm. like you belong, you know, from, from a a core sense of self, then you show up in a confident, loving, compassionate way for your stepkids, which ultimately makes them want to belong to you um, because it feels safe. I love that. And I, I, this is for me too. So many of my clients have that um, wanting to belong and, and I had it too, right? Like, and I think that for me, what I see a lot of us doing is becoming a stepmom and then assuming that we're just going to feel like a stepmom and we don't really look into what that's supposed to feel like or where you know where that stems from and I think we skip the part of getting to know the kids and developing bonds with the kids right and just expecting that that's gonna feel like the same way as if you have a baby, right? Like even that is, it doesn't feel like how you expect it's going to feel like all the time, right? We 100%. need to get to know the baby, you know? Yes. And these are people that, so I think the, the idea and the image of what it's going to feel like when we get into the family and then the reality is kind of tough, right? And then yeah. we feel like we don't belong because it's not how we expected it to And that's where that stepmom grief comes in. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the process of coming to um, an acceptance of reality. What is your reality um, right now? You know, Mm -hmm. and that, that, that can cause some grief. It's taking time to really 
process where you are now to really look at what your blueprints, as I call them, your vision or your um, ideals for your life, what you thought life would look like, really looking at that and then coming to terms with what is. And that's Mm -hmm. this grieving process that I see so many of us stepmoms go through where the dreams we had for ourselves don't align with what our lives look like. And when we start to process that and start to feel those emotions and really come to terms with it, it can be really hard and heavy. But once you get on the other side of that and you learn to accept what is the truth about your family right now, it can be so incredibly freeing. Just accepting Mm -hmm. the realities of what is, just that in and of itself is so freeing for most of us when we can really actually process it and do it well. Yes, I totally agree because when we hang on to what we thought it was going to look like and then that it's not, that's where we start getting resentful, right? And it's not it's not helping us to feel that way or to no. hang on to the way we thought it was going to look versus how it actually looks. And and this goes for so many. This isn't unique to blended families, right? Like even no. you know, you thought you would have kids and then that's not as easy as you thought it would be for some people, right? Or you always wanted to have girls and then you had boys. And then, you know, there's just, there's so many, we can't plan our lives out perfectly ever, right? But I do believe that our lives turn out, this is something that I've always felt that everything does happen for a reason and that we, we get to learn from the things that we experience and it makes us who we are. And yeah, just learning to, yeah. Yeah. And learning to accept it for what it is, is, is totally what we need to do in order to actually enjoy the life we're living instead of hanging on to the life that we thought we'd have and being unhappy where we actually are. So, um, yeah, and that's what, what do I you, call, I call this shooting on ourselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. when we apply the shoulds and shouldn't to our life. Okay. And Mm -hmm. that's what we call, if you are saying he should have, she should have, or he shouldn't have, or this shouldn't have those that is shooting. Okay. All over your life, basically. And what that is, that's an argument with reality and arguing Mm -hmm. with reality. We always lose. Right. So when Mm -hmm. we learn to stop arguing with our reality, that's when we find freedom. And so how do you help stepmoms? Um, work through some of that it's 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 really getting it's a process first of all it takes time to really um, get comfortable with being honest with ourselves that's the first step because oftentimes and we all do this as humans we project our issues onto other people or the circumstances in our lives, right? It's because she does this, or it's because this, the custody agreement is this way. That's why I can't be happy. Or, um, you know, if my husband would just um, set boundaries with his ex, I could then, you know, take a breath, which all of those things, there is a place for them all, but they actually don't control our sense of well being or our happiness. And that's, this lie that our brain likes to tell us, right? That it's all external. All all these external circumstances are causing all of this um, emotional discomfort. But that's not simply, that's not true. 
what causes mm-hmm. our emotional discomfort is our thoughts and beliefs about our situations. And so we do a lot of work around telling the truth about what's really happening. And that takes time, you know, and learning how to trust yourself, learning that it's, it's safe to feel these deep and scary emotions for some of us. It's learning that to believe that you'll be okay, no matter what hard feelings come up. We do a lot of work around that. And then we work a lot on understanding our minds, you know, um, our brains are there to protect us. They want to protect us from things that they perceive as dangerous. That's where anxiety comes in. Um, a lot of stepmoms have anxiety about transition day. And when we really break it down, it's because they're thinking about all the things that could go wrong, right? So we're learning to understand the way the brain works, the way it tries to protect you, and that our thoughts are what create our emotions and our emotions are what drive our actions. So the actions we take in our life are driven by those emotions we feel. And when we understand we can create any emotion we want to because we have control of our thoughts, it's an amazingly powerful feeling when you understand that process and you start to apply it to your life. And that's what we work on in all of my coaching sessions is basically building your emotional intelligence as a stepmom. And it, it, and it's is- a really cool process. Yes. And this is something that I am, I've been so grateful for being a stepmom because of like, I worked through so many of the issues that I had being a stepmom and in turn learned so much about myself and have been able to function better in every aspect of my life because of that. And these are things that I probably wouldn't have been pushed to look at had I not been a stepmom, at least not as early as I did. And one of the things for me was that I created so much more drama than there needed to be. And that was out of my own insecurity. Right. And then it was, Oh, I can't believe she's behaving like this or she's doing, she was responding to what I was, you know, like, and it was not her fault. This was me. Right. Yeah. And coming to that's a powerful realization and it takes a a strong person to be able to see that. But what's so cool and beautiful about that is just what you said, that these lessons we learn in our blended families and in our roles as stepmoms, not only apply to our roles as stepmom, but they Mm -hmm. trickle into every aspect of our life. So the skills we have to develop in order to thrive as a stepmom also helps us thrive in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And like I was at work, this week even, and we're having, you know, there's obviously going to be conflict or whatever with people that you work with, or they're going to do things that you don't like. And 10 years ago, I would have just been, I'm so annoyed, you know, where now I am better at stepping back and thinking, okay, what could be driving this behavior? Why am I getting so irritated by it? What's in me that is making me react this way to, you know, like, is their behavior even really irritating? Or is it something about me that's making me feel that way, right? Where I never would have done that before, I would have just been mad. And then everything would have made me more irritated, right? We're now taking and like, I know people like to project it or to blame somebody else. But it's actually way more freeing having that control in yourself right? And being able to adapt 
to what's happening and change your mindset because you you cannot. I mean, if there's one thing every stepmom knows, it's that you cannot control other people. And yeah, you that can. is the first lesson a stepmom learns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just learning that you do have more control over things just by reshifting your own way of thinking is really empowering. I couldn't agree more. And there's a really beautiful quote and I, I can't remember it exactly, but it's when we want to change our world around us, we first start by changing our internal world. And, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago, that would have been so triggering, maybe like eight years ago, I'll say that would I'd have been like, Oh, right. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. hard to hear that. But once mm-hmm. you get some experience with it, you understand the power of it. And it, there's nothing more true to me than if you feel the need to control your environment and the people in it, it means you need to take a deep look inside because mm-hmm. this internal environment is the one that needs to be explored and mm-hmm. adjusted. And that is what me too, when years ago, maybe not even that many years ago, but when I would hear, you know, things like this, like people talking about how you have the control in yourself, and but you don't understand. You don't know what it, my situation's like. It's so much worse than you can even, come on. Now that I look back and hear other people, it was the same. It was no yeah. different. It was maybe even better than a lot of people's situations. But in my mind, this was the worst, right? And like, yeah nobody could understand what I was going through. And no, I could not change it by working on me because it's not me. That's the problem. Right. And now that I look back and like that, there probably would have been a lot less issue if I had been responding differently or not starting things. Right. So. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that is the perspective that we hope for all stepmoms. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we we both know how um, intense those feelings can be in the beginning Mm -hmm. and they're overwhelming. There's this, you know, beautiful quote that's when emotions are high, intelligence is low. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we lose our ability to have that higher processing thinking when we're really at a heightened state of arousal, like anger and sadness or um, any kind of emotion that's heavily triggered in us. And so creating that space and time where we can just stop for a second and not react and take time to process, I think is really the first step when a stepmom's exploring these big emotions that she's having and these huge triggers that she feels by her situation. It's just taking a minute to create separation and pause between the emotion and the reaction to that emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. Knowing that, that it's is just a an hard emotion, lesson. It yeah. is so hard. So hard. Really. And I, that's what that's what emotional intelligence is. And that's why I think it's so important for specifically stepmoms to understand this stuff because the nature of a blended family is just going to trigger you more often than probably a nuclear family would. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more satisfying when you're in that situation, just to fire that text off or send the email, you know? Amen. (laughs) Yeah. And oh yeah, there's, yeah. And then the fallout, right? Quickly. Oh, it's never worth it. 
Yes, you learn very quickly, hopefully, that the fallout is so much worse than the, mm-hmm. the 15 second, you know, euphoria from sending that response and text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it, it, I definitely did that for longer than I'd like to admit, but we all did. I have found in, uh, in later years, it is far more exciting to think I'm going to try this and see if this results in a better response, you know, and just kind of working to see what actually works because that never worked. Right. Mm. And yes, it would make me feel better in the moment, but like you said, it doesn't last for very long until you're just now you're frustrated and you're not, nothing's working out. You guys aren't agreeing on anything. And then there's more pushback because you're both trying to win this battle that the only point is to win. You know, more productive ways to communicate is actually a lot more entertaining in the end because then you're like, wow, that was amazing. That never did I think that we would ever be able to communicate like this. But me changing my approach has actually created a much better response. And everything seems so much smoother. And that was just changing our end. Right. Yeah, that's that's a really big uh, lesson to learn as a stepmom. It really is. And it's a hard one. Um, I love how Jamie Scrimger says all the time, you don't have to accept every invitation for every fight that you're, mm-hmm. you know, or every, you know, invitation for every fight, you know, that you're given, mm-hmm. you know, you can decline, essentially. I just butchered that quote, but um, no, but yeah. Yeah, you get what I mean. And I think that's important. You know, you don't have to accept that invitation. And I think in the early years, it feels like every invitation you get to an argument, you accept because you don't Mm -hmm. know better. Well, and everything feels so pressing. And I I see it now in so many stepmoms that I coach is that we need to respond because she can't just think that. Let her think whatever she wants. It doesn't matter what she thinks you know, yes. and always trying to, you don't always have to correct her. You don't, you don't have to. Right. I love that. And I love that. And I know and what I, it feels like. Yeah. And I think this is where this situation applies, where I teach my stepmoms the mindset shift of creation versus uh, prevention. So mm-hmm. a lot of our minds are hyper-focused on preventing things. So Mm -hmm. we look at that thing we don't want to happen and we hyper-focus on that. But what happens is when our brains are hyper-focused on preventing something, it's, it only can see that and it shuts off our brain's ability to be creative. So ultimately our brain's um, thinking power has just been um, whittled down and we're unable to really access all of our, um, ability to problem solve and create and, um, look at it from a new perspective. When we focus on, instead of looking, okay. So like for an example, say that you are hyper-focused on preventing disconnection with your stepkids. Like you feel so disconnected and all Mm -hmm. you think about is how disconnected you are, which creates anxiety and more disconnection. When you instead change that to how can I create something that I actually want? So you can create connectedness 
Okay. And then your brain goes to work. When you start thinking, how can I be more connected to my stepkids? Your brain will start coming up with ideas and solutions for that problem versus just focusing Mm -hmm. on what you don't want. This is my favorite analogy because it's just stuck in my head. (laughs) And I think of Mm -hmm. it every time I think of creation versus um, trying to prevent something. And that is if you were to go to the store and your goal is to make an apple pie, And you went to the store with everything you need, but what you need to make an apple pie. (laughs) Would that not be the most difficult way to shop for an apple pie? Mm -hmm. Like we would never do that, but that's what it's like in our minds when we are literally focusing on what we want to prevent. We don't want to be disconnected, but we just went to the grocery store with everything we need to be disconnected and not connected. So if we focus on, I just want to be connected with them. That's like going to the grocery store with a list of exactly what we need to make an apple pie. You're going to come out with what you need to make an apple pie. Just like if you're focused on connection, your brain will find ways to get you connected. I love that. And it is such an important thing to learn, right? Because it's true. And in step families, that is something that we've all been guilty of and we're trying we are trying to prevent loyalty binds affecting our relationship or their mom saying something to them that isn't true or and that is always the focus right that we're trying to like we're always trying to come from behind and fix where that's not our job to do that our job is to develop the relationship with the kids to be a partner to our partner because that's how we got here in the first place. Show yeah, the kids a healthy so relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's easy to forget. We forget that so quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the whole focus comes on fixing mm-hmm. the situation, right? Which, first of all, we don't want to come in and fix any situation because then we're gone. If the relationship was, you know, great, then we wouldn't be here. And again, it's not our job, right? In, I know we want to make things right for the kids and we want to do the best we can, but doing the best we can for the kids is to give them a place that they can just be happy, right? Yes. And we can only do that. Yeah. Yeah. And we can only do that in our own home. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's an important lesson is that we can't control. And I know we say this over and over and over again, but at some point it really sinks in is that the only place we can control is our home, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of this in blended families because, and I think it's so heightened for us as stepmoms because we are so familiar with the kids coming and going and the effect it has on our home when they bring you know, the kinds of things that are happening maybe at the other house into our home. But it's so important just remember that you do set the tone for your family and in your home. And so you Mm -hmm. get to focus on that. That's the same thing. Stop trying to prevent things. Start trying to create things. What kind of environment do you want in your home? Focus on that. And I, yeah. And I think that if we all did that, then it would be so much easier on all of us right because even like you hear well my stepchild's behaving this way and that's that's because of their mom how do you know that how do you know that you don't know that your kid is being a kid and they're all going to be kids like 
when my biological children act up, I'm not like, well, that's from me. Yeah. No, I just exactly. think, why are you being like this? You know, like, and then we do yeah. whatever we can to help him learn, you know, why, why? Same, yeah. Same for me. I learned so much because I, and you're the same, you came into a relationship without having children um, mm-hmm. and have them with your husband. And I did the same. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have any perspective um, on how children acted or what it was like to raise a kid until mm-hmm. I had my own children. And the mm-hmm. older that my kids get, the more that I realize a lot of the things I struggled with when my stepkids were living at home and things were a little more chaotic and, and um, more difficult to navigate than they are now is that it actually had nothing to do with them being my stepchild. It had everything to do with them being a kid or whatever Mm -hmm. teenager at the time, or, you know, whatever stage they were in, but it was normal childlike behavior versus a lot of times I thought it was just, they were doing it to me. Right. It was about me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, Right. Like when I go downstairs after we're done recording and my kid doesn't look up from the TV, I'm not even going to think twice about it. Right. Exactly. But when that's your stepkids, then it's they're not talking to me. They're ignoring me. They don't respect me as a parent. No, they're just being a kid, you know, and they're so often like that. And it's true. It's it's our own insecurity that's bringing that. It's the need. It's not about us. Yeah. Yeah. That need to belong comes up a lot. And it, it really is sort of this core, um, core need for respect. Well, it's a core human need to begin Mm -hmm. with, but it's a core need for stepmoms, especially. I see that so much in my coaching is they just want to know that they're accepted and loved by their stepkids. And we make, when we're looking for that disconnection again, right? We're looking to prevent things. Mm-hmm. So we see, we're looking, our brain's looking, where's the disconnect? Where's the disconnect? Cause that's what you have now assigned it as its job, right? There's disconnection. The brain's going to look for it. So you will find ways like maybe your stepchild, not looking up from their iPad when you walk in a room or not saying hi to you when they get home from school, instead of just thinking they're just kids, they've had a long day. Like I would think with my own two bio kids, we then make it about us because our brain mm-hmm. has to be right. If you say mm-hmm. there's disconnection, your brain's going to prove you right. So that's why we give it a job in creating what we want so that you can prove yourself right. Yeah. And that is what, so the fact that we don't belong is actually because we're not letting ourselves belong. Yes. We're, we're yes. making that happen, right? Yes. We are and, creating our own reality. And not mm-hmm. to say, I don't want to diminish the experience of some stepmoms who really go through some hard times with their stepkid, me being one of, of them. I, you know, there are, there are definitely times when kids are a pain in the butt, but does that necessarily mean that it's projected directly at the stepmom? Oftentimes it actually is not. They're just mm-hmm. angry or they feel unseen or unheard or, and I'm talking about the stepkids or they feel, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the teenage years are rough to begin with. So kids from nuclear families go through 
um, a hell of a time with their own parents, right? So mm-hmm. who's to say that, I mean, of course it makes sense. They'd go through a hell of a time with a stepmom too. It just, you know, it's a part of um, the process of life, but definitely when we believe it's true, we create it in our own lives. And that is, I am an example of what you're talking about. I was a teenager and my mom is my favorite person. We've always been very close. 15, 16, I'd get home. She asked me how my day was. It irritated me. Don't ask me about my life. It's none of your business. And just the sound of her voice could set me off. Right. And I, I totally agree. I was that kid too. Yeah. Not her fault. Doesn't say anything about her. We, it was a few years of my hormones and it's natural thing for kids to want to develop their independence and push back. Right. This is part of growing up, but she, I mean, I'm sure it was very stressful for her, but she does say now that if she could go back, then she would not take things so personally because in the end, it wasn't about her, right? It wasn't anything that she could have done differently. It was nothing to do with her. It was to do with my hormones and developing and turning into a grown up, right? And it was probably two or three years of just turmoil. And then all of a sudden, she's my favorite person again, right? So, and she's biologically my mother. Yeah. So, so it's a very universal experience, truly. Mm-hmm. And it's so often we push against the people when you're a stepmom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kids will push harder against the people that they know will love them no matter what. So yes. if you are having a hard time, that's probably a sign that they trust that it's not going to ruin their relationship and that you're going to love them anyways. I say so that try to hold time. on to that. Yeah, I so agree. It's hard to see that as a stepmom when your stepkids are giving you a really hard time or even your own children. Um, but I say to my stepmoms all the time, be grateful that they feel safe enough to share mm-hmm. some of these deep, you know, hard emotions with you. They trust mm-hmm. you enough to share their truth. And that is something to really cherish, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're being vulnerable with you. And that's a really beautiful thing. And if you can hold space for them and allow them that vulnerability and allow them to tell the truth about their experience, either of you or their experience of life or the family or whatever they need to get off their chest, if you can allow that and and create um, a neutral place for them that's safe, you will create such a beautiful relationship because it creates trust for them. Every time you allow them to speak their truth and you don't freak out or, you know, um, you know, kind of set it, you know, push them back or push them away or argue. If you can just hold space for their, the truth of their experience, that is what builds trust in relationships. And over time, those things really add up and create um, healthy, trusting, caring relationships with your stepkids. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And just having the patience to allow that relationship to develop and giving them the space to be themselves and to 
lead the relationship because I know I was so eager to be a family. And I, I remember reading that it takes five years for a blended family to like really start. And I was like, five years, I don't want to wait five years. I just want to be, you know, I had the same moment. My therapist told us that. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's so long. It feels like it's going to be forever. Right. And then in hindsight, I wish I had just given the time to just get to know each other and not put so much pressure on myself. And I'm lucky because my stepkids are great. And like our relationships have always been really, really great. But I think that I made it harder on myself by wanting so badly to be that family, right? And then it puts more pressure on your relationship. And then it, it you get hurt more because yeah. when you're trying to be in that role and then, you know, they talk about their mom or they mm-hmm. say, you know, then you feel like you're being compared and they're not seeing you as their stepmom and they're not, you know, like when really just like you were saying, it means they feel comfortable with you to be able to, you know, and they don't feel like they need to protect your feelings. They feel like they can be kids. Right. And that's huge because the minute they start having to censor themselves, who wants that? You don't want that. You don't want them to have to come here and watch what they say because they're trying to protect your feelings when you're the adult. Right. And they've been through enough. Yeah. And I think we've all seen that right? In a lot of these situations where one of Mm -hmm. the households, the kids feel as though they need to filter what they say. And that is only hurting them. And none of us, you know, none of us parents that really are invested in our families and our children want that for our kids. And so I love what you're saying, because I think it is allowing yourself some time to just get to know them and allow them Mm -hmm. to take the lead on that relationship for a little while, let them tell you what they're comfortable with, um, how much of a role they want you to play, sort of let that ebb and flow as time goes on and let it evolve and change as they develop that relationship. That's how, I mean, I'm the same as you in the early years, I was really eager to define air quotes, my role as a stepmom. And I thought it needed to look the same for all four of my kids. That's, you know, I didn't have a really good, um, I had no friends that were stepmoms. I really didn't have an experience with stepmoms. And so I just thought that's how it had to be. I would be this role, uh, a a motherly role for all four of my stepkids. But I quickly learned that that was not the case. And that each one of my stepkids had a different vision for our relationship. And as soon as I was able to put aside my own ego and my own blueprint for what I thought I I needed to be for them and allow them to kind of take the lead and show me what they were comfortable with, it really became this beautiful ebb and flow of our relationships. And my relationship with all four of my stepkids has changed and evolved almost on a yearly basis, depending on what they need. Specifically, like my older um, stepson, he was 15 when I came into the picture. So obviously did not need another mother (laughs) and probably didn't want another mother. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know what role to play with him in his life and allowing him to take the lead and sort of send me cues and give me feedback when it was needed helped us develop 
a really cool, what I call like a mentor versus a mother. I'm more of a mentor for my older stepkids than a mother. And they tell me what they need from me. You know, I Mm -hmm. celebrate them big during milestones. You know, he had his first biological child and um, I threw their gender reveal party. And I love to support them in ways that they're comfortable. That makes Mm -hmm. it comfortable for all of us, right? If they set the terms, then we, then I know they're good with it. Then I can go all in on that experience because they have told me it's okay. Instead Mm -hmm. of tiptoeing, not knowing, right. Doing what feels good to me and not really asking if it's good for them. Mm -hmm. And that is, it makes, it takes so much pressure off and it makes everything so much smoother when you do do that. And you allow yourself the space to just be what you are instead of the square peg in the round hole, right? You're going to get frustrated when you keep trying to force something that just is not working and it's not benefiting you to try and force it or your stepkids. They're going to feel the tension or like you're wanting something from them that they're not comfortable with and then you're not getting it. So now you're upset. And when, if you just let it be what it is, then you can develop that relationship and you do feel like you belong because now you're not trying to be what you're not. Yeah. You're being what you are. Yeah. yeah. And it feels so much better. So, yeah. And just in knowing that, that the first step is just getting clear on what those blueprints are in your brain and letting mm-hmm. them go. Then mm-hmm. from that point, because they keep showing up, trust me, they'll keep coming back and you've got to keep putting them in check and being like, okay, nope, that's, I know that you exist in my brain. I had some image of what this was supposed to look like, but I'm going to allow um, myself to be open to possibility. And then you allow Mm -hmm. your kids to come in, step in, choose what they feel they're comfortable with. Again, I think it's different for every step kid in my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so beautiful and unique. And that's the beauty of being a stepmom is that you have the freedom to be whatever works, you know, you don't have that same pressure on all of the things they do and how they're going to turn out and that you have to be, you're the responsible one. You get to be whatever they need you to be and you don't have to be anything else. Right. I so agree. I so agree. I think that is an angle to the stepmom um, role that a lot of people don't talk about. And I think it's a really cool role to play because you don't have the same pressures that you do as a bio mom that you have, you know, this child is your responsibility. Um, and there's nobody else that that responsibility really falls on other than your husband, which probably lives in the same house. So (laughs) there's a tremendous weight. You can't defer, you know, and with a stepkid, it's really cool to just have fun with creating the relationship. You can be mm-hmm. a really cool, like aunt-like figure or mm-hmm. a really cool best friend, or maybe you're a parental figure, but you don't do like the things like dentist visits and doctor's visits. And you don't worry about discipline because that's not your role. Like there's so many different options, you know, that you, mm-hmm. that you get to pick and choose with your stepchildren. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what we need to focus more on because we do get to be whatever, right? We can just focus yeah. on the fun stuff. We can just be 
the person that they can come to because they don't have to worry about us disciplining them or that they're scared to get in trouble or if they're worried about telling their parents something we can help figure out a way to do that you know like we can be the cool one and yeah I think I agree we need to Definitely let ourselves be the cool that. one <laughs> yeah exactly where we don't get that same freedom with biological children so um, no. I don't want to keep you I know I I told you I'd have you for an hour so I don't want to keep you but I really appreciate you coming and you did mention Jamie Scrimger are you in her community yes I am I am Me in her community too. and I will yay I love that I yeah. will be making myself more available there soon so you'll Me be able to connect. <laughs> I'm so excited that's amazing yeah yeah she's She's a good one. So she is. Um, she is wonderful. Yeah. So if you guys, yeah, if any of the listeners want to connect more with either one of us or Jamie, I'm sure all of you know who she is. And if you don't, you should. Um, yes. Then we will. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, and as well as Mindy's coaching and follow her on Instagram. She makes the best reels. They're so good, and she's always mm -hmm. got great advice in there. So. Go follow her and yeah, check out the community and we hope to connect with you guys there. Thank you so Anything? much, Brooke. This was amazing. I had the best time. Yeah, it was a great, great chat. We'll have to do it again. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Step Struggles. If you are wanting to discuss what you're struggling with, I do offer step family coaching at strugglingstepmom.com. I'm also always open to chat on Instagram at the struggling stepmom. If you'd like to weigh in on our struggle of the week, give me a follow and watch for the question box in my stories. Thanks again and talk to you guys next Friday.